Welcome back to the Mackinac on Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. And I'm Jared Scora. And now we move to how much will the governor's ideas all cost us? Uh, we'll get her formal budget. I believe it's on February 7th. So we'll have a sense of everything that the governor's outlined in her state of the state speech. We'll see some of the costs actually associated with it uh, at that point in time. But until then, so that you're not sitting in suspense, we've got James Holman. He's the director of fiscal policy for the Mackinac Center on the line. James, welcome to the show. Hello, Kelly and Jared. So uh, what's your big takeaway here? This sounds like an, a lot of new spending programs and a lot of sort of refurbished spending programs coming out of the governor's speech. Yeah. I mean, did you notice that when the governor said she wants to reduce costs, that she didn't have any proposals that would reduce costs? <laughs> Instead, what she offered were proposals to take taxpayer money and to pay for some of the costs that some people have for preferred expenses, whether that's business research and development or for people who want to purchase new cars. And that's a big difference from helping people make ends meet. That's taking money from some people and giving it to others. Yeah, they, you know, a, a lot of these are things that Michigan currently has in, in place, um, and they're just new and extra spending on top of those. But what is the... She talked about inflation. Um, obviously, that's a big concern of people in Michigan. It was it was an interesting speech because she's trying to talk about these kitchen table issues, but not go into uh, getting any blame for inflation. So, can you? It, what is the theory um, on how she's helping bring down inflation or bring down costs, um, in, if there is one? I give the governor credit for acknowledging in her speech that there's only so much that the state government can do about inflation. I mean, inflation is a monetary phenomenon, and we need to look at the Federal Reserve and the federal government uh, about, uh, to control inflation. I do think that there are some things the state can do to lower costs, which is a little bit different from like how much our, 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 uh, our, our money can buy overall in the world stage. Mm -hmm. But... Um, uh, but uh, I mean, the state government controls some costs. For instance, uh, they uh, they currently demand 4.05 percent of every dollar you earn, and the governor wants to increase that to 4.25 percent mm -hmm. through a misreading of state income tax law. The governor can do a lot about that cost, uh, but she's not going to. Yeah, certainly not. Uh, on the on the tax side, James, I'm wondering. There were, she she threw out a lot of different tax ideas. Odd for a governor who just sat here and fought against a, a reduction in the income tax that was designed and built into the law, but uh, research and development tax credit, child tax credit, a caretaker tax credit. Uh, she threw out a lot of different tax credit ideas. Business subsidies. Business uh, and then a lot of spending, a lot of spending on the business end. Wondering your take on on that side of the ledger, the 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 side that would reduce the state, the amount of money that the state brings in, um, but it, but seemingly very targeted tax credits. Yeah, so you should notice that her tax credit proposals are not about letting people keep more of their own money, but in about receiving uh, 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 money from other taxpayers. So a lot, the way that tax credits work is that if they are refundable and if they exceed what a business or a person would expect to pay in taxes, you receive a check uh, from uh, uh, that is paid for from other taxpayers. And so a lot of these credits are not 
uh, trying to shift the responsibility for who pays government expenses or how much revenue the state government receives, but rather is about redistributing money to favored interests and favored, uh, and favored people. So that's what you get with a lot of the tax proposals. Now, um, a lot of Politicians like to use tax credit programs instead of direct spending because it just gets baked into budget assumptions rather ha than having to fight about it in the appropriations and budget battle each year. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, a lot of businesses that would receive like the research and development tax credit, for instance, would much prefer to have a tax credit uh, instead of having, uh, having transfers for research and development purposes have to go through the budget each year. So, James, how come politicians are so interested in talking about the new programs and extra spent and extra spending but so uninterested in evaluating whether programs are working whether we're getting our money's worth from those um why does why does politics work that way <laughs> i mean i would love to see it work uh, work better uh, what we got from the governor's state of the state address is a statement of all the benefits that she thinks will happen if we get her spending and transfer programs. I would much rather see her try to justify the costs as being worth it instead of uh, trying to pretend like there aren't real costs to taxpayers for what she's calling for. Well, and yes, we do need to care more about outcomes than inputs. If you get political flyers, uh, like I do, you'll notice that when politicians boast about what they've accomplished, it's, more, it's less about what they've actually uh, produced what what goods they've uh, uh, they've accomplished for for society and more that we supported politically popular groups we gave money to um, uh, uh, to to favored interests that response can be improved I think there's a lot of reassessment that needs to be uh, needs to be done in particular around college and job training programs you saw that the governor proposed new college and job training programs we already have a ton of them and we should be reassessing what works what doesn't uh, which programs give taxpayers the biggest return on their money and our lawmakers just seem completely disinterested in the task yeah that's that's seemingly the case and um... I wonder, do do you have any numbers, you know, outside of tax credits? Uh, there's a lot on education there. Uh, some of the some of those education programs are are already underway, right? So there's some spending there, and maybe it's notched up a little. Um, I'm wondering if you've got any sense of how much some of these programs might actually cost in the long run. We have spent, as a state, about 45 percent more money billions of dollars more money since Gretchen Whitmer came into office. I don't think people really see the value uh, of what we've spent thus far. Can you give us a sense of how much more spending is on the horizon here? And what's your rough guess as an expert on this? Yeah. Uh, so it goes program by program. The one that I did some quick math for is the cost of offering free community college tuition to all high school graduates in, mm -hmm. in the state of Michigan. So we've got around a little less than 100,000 high school graduates each year. Tuition for um, uh, uh, for community college is a little bit north of uh, $4,000 uh, each year. So you're talking about $400 million, uh, for one year. You multiply that by two because you're pay offering to pay for two years, and you get $800 million if everyone went to community college, which obviously they won't. That's a huge pledge of taxpayer support, and that's just one of the programs that they have. Some of these things you really do need some details, like the governor's pledge for uh, to increase housing uh, or 
to help um, develop more housing units in the state of Michigan. Like we have a state housing development authority. It borrows money at, at, at preferred state rates. It lends it out to housing developers. I assume with higher interest rates, there's going to be a lot more interest in taking advantage of those programs. Um, but you, a lot of housing developments have to fail before that becomes an obligation of the, of the normal taxpayer. Right. So we're going to find out exactly how much this is going to cost. Uh, and, uh, and whether they care to prioritize the money that they're already getting or whether they're going to seek to increase taxes even more than they already have. Yeah. James Holman, we got to leave it there, Director of Fiscal Policy for the Mackinac Center. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And that's all the time we have tonight. You can check out this show and all our others by heading to frankbeckmancenterforjournalism.com or thegreatvoice.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Mackinac on Michigan show here on WJR. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not necessarily those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.